so today we're starting our new episode. This is your host, Yankee Konevsky. We're here with the greatest managers in Baltimore right yes. here. Yes. And we'd love to hear, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Tell us, you know, how long have you been in the business? You know, what, you know, start us off, really. Absolutely. So my name is Shatia Lee. I'm a director of property management. I'm also a developer and an investor in real estate. I have been working as a property manager for the for the last 24 years actually wow. so i have been with hud and section 8 and low income and high income class a b c d and e um <laughs> i'm a very hands-on manager um just taking the right approach i believe in managing with a certain level of care will really get you the outcome that you're looking for when you're entering into property management I've brought along with me today Taja Samuel, yes. and you can introduce yourself. Yes, um, I'm Taja Samuel. Um, I'm the property manager um, for a, a, a nice real estate company right yes. now. I've been managing for about nine years now. Um, so I've I've started um, out filing papers, right. <laughs> and I'm here today. So. I've started and I've made my progress and made my way to where I am today. That's amazing, amazing. Start filing papers. That's always a fun job. <laughs> Going to court, right? Getting the evictions done. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, having people scream at you. Oh my gosh. The whole nine oh, yeah. yards. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Ty just started out. She came into the office to just help me clerically. Um, and the owners at the time was like, why don't you hire her? And I was like, can I please? I need her. So here we are nine years later. She was like a major of... Um, rehabilitation um, services. So I actually was going to school to be a physical therapist. But, you know, things things took a turn for a better. Yeah. How, physical therapist, how much do they get paid versus this kind of job? I don't know. The the, the range varies, but I don't think they touch as much money. As, no. As, as, as Once you see the money in real estate, yeah, there's no going back. Wow. And that's what kept me. I left the industry for a while to do child development. I thought I wanted to save the city and start developing children and helping them. But... I realized, like, I'm not gonna. That you get spoiled in real estate, commissions and bonuses. It's a, it's a, it's a revenue where you can just make your money. So it's, it, you can't. Once you in, you can't leave. And a lot of people, you're like drafted into property management. Right. You don't just so wake up and in. say, "Hey, I'm gonna just go be a property manager today." Yeah. Somebody sees you, see your skill set, and say, "Hey, you would be good." Right. So. That's how you normally get in. So that's what happened with Taja. Yeah. Right place. <laughs> Grateful for that. Yeah, right place, right time. Yes. That's right. Yes. So that's tell right. me, like, what, when did you say 24 years ago? Wow. 24 what, years ago. Where, how did you get into oh, it then? Like, what was going on? So I applied for a customer service, like, receptionist job, not knowing it was actually a leasing agent position. So I showed up, got the job, didn't know anything about property management, but I was willing to learn. Right. I'm just a very compassionate person. I'm an empath. I feel people's pain. So once I began leasing and saw that people were coming in with all different walks of life, abuse and, you know, just all kinds of stuff. And for me to be the lady that could give them keys at the end of the day, that was just like, it was like a euphoria for me. Wow. I'm the key lady. I'm the lady that can help you. I've had clients that came in over the years that would say, 
you know, they would send a postcard or a gift card and say, you know, I have been a better wife and I came into your office. I didn't tell you, but you hugged me coming in. You greeted me. You made sure me and my children had a safe place to live, you know, and people can't come in and just tell you what's going on. But you kind of vibe off of them and see like this person has urgency or this person, you know, so tenant screening and just trying to meet the needs. So once I saw that, Property management and real estate is such an asset because if you don't have a place to live, you're not going to have a place to work. You're not going to be stable. So everything starts with housing. You know, it's it's just like it's it's that thing you just must have. And I decided I'm going to be the lady that's going to help people. We do second chance credit programs. So even if you had struggles in the past, but you're now stable, we're willing to work with that. You know, everyone hits a bump in the road. But a lot of companies, they screen so heavy where they won't give a person a second chance, you know, as to rent. But we are friendly to do that. We just want to help. If they fall behind, we reach out and get resources. What can we do to help? Right. So, yeah. That's very interesting. And so, which did you mention which company you started off with? If you're oh, my with goodness. That? The greatest I uh, started off with, WPNM. It was the Time really? Group at the time. It was actually the Time Group, and then they merged with WPM right. Real Estate. And I did 13 years. I call that my school. It's like my elementary, high school, and college. Oh my and gosh. once I launched from there, I was actually able to... Just get out here and and use my skills and the knowledge that I have learned. They have some great managers that have trained me over the years. So to utilize those tools that you pick up and apply them to your day-to-day, it's it's just awesome. Wow. So 13 years in WPM. 13 years, WPM. Wow. I was actually just doing a deal where I think they manage an association of a building, of a unit I'm selling, actually. We we worked on together. Okay. I think you're familiar with that condo a little bit. Okay. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, so they manage manage the association there. Absolutely, yeah. So maybe I need your help there to get in touch with them because I'm trying to get the documents from them. Okay. It's been a nightmare. Let's try to make a call. So maybe after this this conversation, (laughs) we can make something happen. Right. We can do that. And sometimes you just... That's the, the thing about property management is using your resources. Right. You know, you have to connect with people, vendors and contractors, developers, investors. It's just like a big family, but we all depend on one another and talents to make this thing go day to day. Exactly. Yeah. So 13 years, WPM, that brings us to 2000 and? 2013. Oh, wow. Right. Still a long way to go to 2023. Right. Yeah, long wow. way to go. So 2013, we got a call. Um, I noticed a couple years prior to 13, a company was coming into Merlin, and they were just coming out of the water. Everywhere you look, you saw Blue Ocean, Blue Ocean. And oh, finally, I got a Jonathan. call. Everybody loves Jonathan. Wow. Everybody knows Jonathan, amazing guy. I remember at a Christmas party, he had spoke about just his travels and coming from, you know, electrician or construction into actually becoming a developer. And I was just like, I belong here. This is the place I need to be. Wow. So with me, I never go out and apply for jobs. I get a phone call. And it's like, hey, we've been looking for you. And then I get to make a decision. Um, So actually, that just bounced me on out to Limitless Management. I was coming to be Limitless. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so we went on to Limitless and did some really great things, prepped some portfolios to be sold, and they did really well. Wow. And then here comes another phone call. So now here I am. I'm not only the director of real estate management for this company, Reveal Management, 
but I'm also an investor. I'm being taught to invest and develop for so many years just doing the day-to-day operations and not knowing what it takes. I'm used to, you know, the regionals or the owners come and say, here, here's a new property we just purchased. Just go do it. Just go. So I have to look at it, figure it out, you know, get a new relationship with the tenants. How are we going to do this? But now I'm finding like the other side of it, the deals and the, you know, just bigger stuff. So I'm really excited now to not know, only know operations, but to know what it takes to acquire. I'm meeting great guys like you that's well, just you. killing the game. <laughs> I mean, the way I called you, like, sell this. And in less than a week, you had like 15 offers. So like, you're my guy now. <laughs> so anything that need to be sold, I will definitely hit you up. Like, Yankee, sell this, sell this. Make it happen. Make right. it happen. Because you ought to make it happen, guy. I mean, it's, it's just the, the numbers don't lie. Numbers do not lie. They do not lie. Yeah. You know, Jay-Z said a long time ago, men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie. Numbers don't mind. And I tell my team that we could talk, but the numbers is going to reflect. Are we working? Are we not? Are we, you know? Wow. Yeah. I find it amazing that you're able to take your experience and not just continue just doing management, but like being able to now go to a company where you could actually own either some of the properties or partial. And I think that's something that a lot of people miss when it Absolutely. comes to working in real estate. Absolutely. You could be working as a manager for years. And now that you take on that part, all of a sudden it's like, wow, it's my responsibility because not just because it's my job, but because like this is my property. Like Absolutely. Dude, you're not paying my rent. Like so, how am I paying my bills? Yeah, and you get a better understanding of the owners and why my past owners were you know, why are they so big on this? Because you know, you have this going out, this coming in, little delinquency here, a lot there. So it's a balance. So my eyes are now open to wow, this is a bigger deal. Right. You know, you got to make sure that everything is checks and balances at everything. the end of the day. Checks and balances. The numbers have to make sense. You get to see wow. from an owner's perspective and a management perspective. Exactly. Full, full circle. Full circle. Full circle. There you go. You call that exactly. Full circle. Full circle. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting. I mean, I think the main questions I feel like people that are listening have burning inside them is that, well, firstly, if they're buying a building, they're buying a multifamily, whatever they're buying in Baltimore, what advice would you give someone to know, hey, this property manager would actually do a good job? You know, in your experience, have you seen red flags from managers that you would say, hey, you see this, let's not? Yeah, absolutely. So my personal pr- approach is I look at assets like infants, babies. So now Baltimore City is the NICU. Some infants are born, they can go home in nine days. So you may buy, meaning you can purchase a property, and within a week you're on board and you got your rental license, you can start doing it. But then you have your class Bs and Cs that they may need a little renovation or, you know, a little little extra TLC. You know, some of them are preemies. Um, You'll find in the past the owner didn't take care of the asset. So now you're walking in, you're not knowing really what's going on until a year or a month after owning it. And now it's like, okay, the roof is caving in, X, Y, and Z, what do I do? (sighs) So that can be a a really great challenge with that part. Wow. So now, let's say, I mean, you've worked, you worked for WPM and a few other companies. Like, in your experience, what would you say the the biggest red flag within the management companies would be? Like, I'm going to say overall, if you find managers that don't have a level of care for what they do, I tell my team often, if you're here for a check, this is not the place to be. The money's going to come. 
But when we give that certain level of care, the asset does well, the tenants retain, you know, tenant placement. You don't have to run all around. Tenants will renew. Oh, my landlord care. She, if my toilet's leaking, they're coming 24 hours or less. We have to come and do this repair. So general repairs and maintenance, all that good stuff. But you have to have a manager that care. Right. If they don't show care for the asset, the asset is going to be neglected. Wow. Yeah, no, the trash will be all outside, tenants hanging out the window. But when they know, like, your care, your present, don't buy a, a property and don't visit it. You should be inspected. Is that manager getting outside, looking at that asset, making friends with the tenants? Hey, this one tenant, you might have a 20-unit building, and one tenant is struggling. Have we went online to see if we, as the manager, can help this tenant get some assets, I mean, some resources right. to help you know, so they don't lose their housing. So just really community outreach. You got to find managers that care. It's just down to care. Right. It's a level of care. Right. That's, I can't put it no. I tell my people all the time, you know, we do well because we care. And they know we care. And people don't care until they know you care. Right. So once they know you care, now they'll care. Oh, let me pick this trash up because they do clean up outside. You know, just as right. an example. I think that's a, it's a very good point where... A lot of times when people buy properties and they hear, oh, there's a management company, I don't really have to look into it that much, it's probably running fine. That is a huge no-no in my books. You gotta go there, like you said, you gotta talk to the tenants, see if they're taking care of things. Chances are, if there's a leak in that guy's apartment, probably a few other apartments, Absolutely. they're not taking care of it, they're letting Absolutely. it slide, mm -hmm. and that's someone you don't wanna work with at the Absolutely. end of the day. Absolutely. So. Moving on to our next question, you know who to choose. You have to find someone that cares, looks at these properties as little babies, right. raising them to be right. great. Right, so they performing. can crawl and walk, and then you look, they running, they're going off to college. You sell it and it's going off to college. There you go, you now know? it's someone else's baby. Yeah, right. now it's someone else's Start baby. But we know at the end of the day, we put the care into that baby. Right. We made sure that baby had the care that it needed. And that's what helps me rest at night, that our buildings are in compliance, you know, they the maintenance are good we do preventative maintenance we do maintenance as it comes in you know daily maintenance just just really caring for that asset is going to bring out the final draw for me right now what would you say the main when you pick up a property mm -hmm. what would you see the main things you try to work on right away okay so the first thing you've got to do due diligence that's where a lot of i've met owners in the past that purchase properties online they'll call me hey i heard about you from xyz could you go look and I go look and it's a tree growing up out of the basement. But no, they bought it online. You know, so you have to, this is an investment. It's like, I don't want to say infertility, but you have to look at the property like, okay, this is a baby that God is sending me to tend to. So I have to go look at it. I got to go check it out. Is the heart beating? The lungs good? So the property, is the roof good? The plumbing? You have to do due diligence. Other than that, you're wasting money. We have to do inspections. We need to see top to bottom. Right. Start with one door, walk the wall. Don't just go glance, you know, you have to really, and then the best thing of ever, four eyes are better than two, six are better than four. Don't go alone. Take somebody with you, somebody that has an expertise or eye for just real estate. I remember when I was at WPM, Mr. Frankel, he taught me how to stand outside of the building and gaze to the top of the roof and then you walk down the street and you look at your property on every angle every angle from the exterior prior to coming in but we'll just pull up at the door and run in 
the shingles are hanging, you know, the right. gutters are overflowing. So just really paying attention to detail and and just crossing your T's and dotting your I's. Right. That's the best way I could put it. Wow. So have you ever done, have you ever had, I mean, probably did. I'm just going to ask you, have you ever had properties that we would call problematic oh, yeah. day one? Yes. Yes. So yes. talk to me a little bit about that. What what do you do? You got, let's say... What do you do? Exactly. <laughs> you got to come up with number one, like a fire. Stop, drop, and roll. So you stop, drop the facts. What's going on? What's going on? Let's create a plan. Is it the tenants? Is it the maintenance? And then we come out and roll it out, roll out the plan. The best thing with property management, if you have a high-performing team, which we do, we like to break it down, split it like a pie. Where one person's doing compliance, somebody's doing accounting, someone's doing moving in and out inspections, maintenance, um, follow-ups, following up on those work orders. Mm -hmm. Is the tenant happy? Tenant's happy, they'll renew. They pissed off, nobody came for a week. We need to know that. But in order to know that, you have to have your team. Work order follow-up. Uh, renewals. Hey, Lisa's about to end. Are you going to stay? What can we do? Can I stay? You know, we've had times when... Tenants, we have maintenance coming out, for instance, and they are, they work at night. So now you disturb me, but okay, I have a leak upstairs. We got to access. Look, let me door dash you some lunch. Mm -hmm. Let me grub her. What do you want to eat since I've disturbed you? So just trying to supplement so we don't look like the bad guy. Actually, they care. We broke the, they broke my rest, but girl, my landlord sent me some lunch. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, stuff like that speaks valid. Tenant, we called her like, what do you want to eat today? She was like, oh, wow. She was like, wow, really? No wow. one's ever done that. No, no one so that. in property management, you have to go the extra mile for the tenants. It's just, it's, it's imperative that you go that extra mile. Right. It's very interesting, a few things that you mentioned. Firstly, when you get into bad property, you have to quickly cut off the overwhelming feeling Absolutely. and look at it as a chessboard. Right, exactly. chess, you got it. You got to look at what's going on, where are you moving your pieces. You have to have multiple pieces, like you right. said, and just take it step by step with your game plan. Right. If you get overwhelmed, if not you, if your property manager is overwhelmed, that's a red flag right that's, there. Come on, come on. That's, that's done. That's the truth. Right. Yeah. That's the truth. It's a one-man shop, and he, he manages two properties, that's fine. But if he manage one guy manages a bunch of properties, or one lady manages a bunch of properties and does everything right. from A to Z, that's, like you said, I think that's a red flag. Another thing that you mentioned I think is also really important is small things matter. Even getting a Starbucks coffee yeah, for them or like, you know, I, how many showings I had where tenants were so rude to the other agents, uh -huh. and I'm like, you know what? Let me just come with a box of donuts from right. Dunkin's. Yes, and they're like, oh wow, thank you. Can I right. have to, like enjoy, no right. like, and all of a sudden, I have their phone numbers now. They're like, anytime you need a showing, you call me. Right, right, right. I'll show you the building. I'm your best friend, yeah. and that's it. You gotta go that extra mile. Talk to them, and like you said, I think that is also really important. People are so busy the day to day that they don't think, wait a second, renewal's coming up, right? Right, And then you have, with Section 8, if you don't get the renewal done, Section 8 finds out, all of a sudden, okay, you're not getting Section 8 payments. Right. Everything is a step after the next step, and all right. of a sudden, you got a bunch of, bunch of delinquent tenants, exactly. because you, not their fault, but really, essentially, it's your fault that you didn't get the right property manager, right. and that you didn't get things set up. I agree. So, that's what I would say. I mean, obviously, unless they're a market tenant not paying rent, then that is what it is. Absolutely. And how do, you, how do you deal with that, with market tenants that don't pay rent? 
same way we send them to get the resources. Um, we were blessed in Baltimore City. You had a lot of programs after COVID that were giving funds for different families. And, you know, it, they created a landlord portal where we could apply for the tenant. And we found that we were applying, but the tenants weren't following up. Because they probably don't even... It's like, I'm used to making money. Yeah, I got laid off. I'll get it back. It was like, you can still get these resources. So we try to, like, keep a list of resources. You lose your job, you fall behind. Even if we have to refer you to another business, we'll help you, you know, give you leads for a job. So we get really personal with our tenants when it comes to that. What can we do to help you? Um, can you do $100 a week, a payment plan, 500 you know, whatever you can do to help get caught up. Right. Then we try to work with them, but when you just ignore and don't care, now we have to remove the care. Right. So then we go to evictions and collections, unfortunately. Right. But we try to extend to the very fine end. But right. I found some tenants just won't comply. No, I don't. I don't get that part. But I think it's it's interesting that your initial reaction is not necessarily eviction. It's no. How do we get our rent money from yes. other routes? Right. Whether it be, a, I know a few property owners that they got these programs that you're talking about with COVID oh, that yeah. for like mm-hmm. two years or something they've mm-hmm. been paying them. Mm-hmm. At this point, I think those some of those programs got cut off, but there's still other things out there. Oh yeah, that, they just know. started a new one, right? They started a new one. Um, you could go downtown to the courthouse, Baltimore City Courthouse, to um, actually. Uh, enroll in the program or ask them questions about the program because they always have someone in there to help you. So anytime you need the help, or you could call three one two one one. They'll help you as well. They'll give you resources in your neighborhood. You give them your zip code. They'll give you a list of resources. You it's up to you. Once you have the resources, it's up to you to you know reach follow out, up. follow up. You know we can only do with so much. Mm-hmm. We try to provide as many resources as we can to them to help them out first, um, and then once we find that that's not working, we have to go the next step. Right. You know, really get them to the out. court. Yeah, taking mm-hmm. it to the court and just getting you know getting the property back so that we can, you know, get it get to someone who who will be able to pay. Mm-hmm. You know, right. who can afford it. That's amazing. And it's so interesting that you literally just, you could just dial those three numbers on your phone you can. and have all that resource. All mm-hmm. that. That's, that's today's day and age for you, <laughs> it right? Is. You know, and, and it's actually been around a long time. I remember during my WPNM days, I, I was um, the human resource coordinator and 211 yeah. was ours, the campaign coordinator for United Way. You can call them for food, anything. lights, any. Wow. They're gonna give you resources, what you need. Any type of resource. But the problem is people won't don't pick up the out. phone and just dial the three digits and say hi. I need help. Right. People don't know. They don't know. Mm-hmm. Or you have those tenants that they've just been there so long. They pay on time. Maybe had death in the family or something happened, and now they're lacking. But they don't want to just say hey. You know, I'm going through when we actually we have the answers. We we like the doctor for the baby. Mm-hmm. We're here to help you. Right. <laughs> You're right. the nurse. Right. We're here to help you. So Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome that there's other routes and getting Definitely. really things done. Mm-hmm. So I think what time is it? Wow, time is flying without even noticing. <laughs> We're just talking. Yeah, this is this this is really Always. what it's about. Just so now the last thing I'm gonna I'm gonna ask and mm-hmm. then if you have anything else you wanted to mention you know, you let me know. But essentially, you've been working in class A, B, C, like you said, you've done it all. In your experience, what would you say is, just let's say someone is in a certain aspect or a different field and he wants to get into it, what class 
would you advise someone to get into in the Baltimore or Maryland market? Great. I always recommend the MMHA, Maryland Multi-Housing Association. They have leasing. They have CAM, Certified Apartment Manager. They have every class you would want to take maintenance classes. Mm-hmm. I would definitely recommend going to MMHA. For That's your amazing. Training. And like WP, and we did a lot of our trainings through the MMHA, mm-hmm. which was great. I mean, just so much knowledge. And we both have took, you know. Yeah, we both, both taken the CAM classes, the classes and right. all that good stuff. All that quality. But it's no, it's nothing like the hands-on experience. Yes, because right. until you're in that office, in that seat, and dealing with the different day-to-days, because everything is our fault with some tenants. We're the greatest thing since, you know, Christmas Day to some tenants. Right. And then it's burn them at the stake yeah. for some. So, you know, you, you can't please everybody. But I would say I always, when my new people come, I give them the book, Property Management for Dummies. Literally. And they look at me like I'm being smart. When they ask, I was like, you know, go on Amazon, get the book, Property Management for Dummies. It's going to just give you a basic overall what's going on. And then connecting, networking, reaching out to different people that's already in the business, finding a mentor. I have been blessed to have some great mentors in these 20-something years of managing that I could call, and they called me. I felt good when people started calling me, asking me questions, right. like, I really know stuff. Right. <laughs> you know, that's just a good We're feeling. We're going somewhere. Yeah, yeah we're going somewhere. So just keeping those lines of communication open because you know people. Sh- we all know we people. All, we all connected. If we link it together, and then you'll realize everything is connected in life. Connected. At 100%. some point. You might buy this property that was owned by your best friend's cousin's uncle 30 years ago. You know, and then you just have insight on it. You're like, wow. Mm -hmm. I find that a lot when my guys come to me and ask me about different places. Like, I worked there in 2000. Oh, I was there. You know. And and then the good thing is to actually see properties that I worked in in the 90s or 2000, like early 2000s. And then now you see where they change hands over the years, but someone put some care in them. Right. Because now they have central air, they have stainless steel appliances. Right. So that's tending to the baby. Wow. Right. You know, so that makes me feel like, wow, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And you can't be the type of owner to get in the game and don't want to spend money. Hmm. Got to pay to play. You got to pay to play in real estate. <laughs> yeah. Because if you don't pay to play, the city's going to play with you. Right. Okay. And <laughs> you're going to pay them with abatements and citations and all that good stuff that come with it. So it's better to pay to play the right way right? than the backhand and backdoor because it's going to come back on you later. And I have a lot of properties just like that where Absolutely. owners... Oh, I'll just ah, buy it because oh, I got the money. Won't put a dollar in it, but I own it. Yeah. I've argued with owners over the years. I've been blessed because of the bigger companies I work for. They have it. They're going to do it. Because they got the funds. They don't even but pay. helping out with some of the smaller guys, it's like, oh, gosh. You can't, dime. don't yeah. buy this and don't have money to put in it. Right. Just don't do it. Right. If you don't have money to invest in your asset, like children, you're going to invest in their education, right? Their nutrition. Same thing with your properties. You have to do the same exact thing. Right. That's a great analogy. Throughout, I think, the conversation, you're really honed into taking your job and putting it in a storyline. Yes. Yeah. So it's easy for... For people to understand what you're saying. Right. Yes. And try to just break it down to, you know, and keeping, you know, and like the best things I, I think, just keeping those open lines of communication, 
with the owners, your investors, your tenants, your contractors. Everything has to flow smooth. It right. has to. It has to. Utilizing that technology, getting mm-hmm. yourself out on the internet, connecting on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a big thing for real estate professionals. You can link with everybody on there. Everybody know. Are we connected on LinkedIn? I don't know. I need to see. We, we connected be. on deals, though. We closing deals. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. We closing deals for sure. Oh, yeah. You know LinkedIn that. Part. Y'all passed yeah, we LinkedIn. passing LinkedIn. We passing now. <laughs> but I will follow you on LinkedIn. Yeah. No, LinkedIn, I, I 100% agree with you. You won't be able to find certain people anywhere. Right. Talking about CEOs of companies. Mm-hmm. Huge companies. They're Absolutely. on LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. on LinkedIn. I like the LinkedIn office trainings as well. Oh my goodness, I forgot. Let's go back one second. You, you asked me about coming into the game and training. I am a big YouTube girl. Grant Cardone is like my uncle. He doesn't yeah. know me, but I call him my you know uncle. G. I love Uncle G. I will sit in my bed on a Saturday, Friday, and I will play his his um YouTube's Grant Cardone. He tells you about investing and all the good stuff. And then you take write notes. And then I take that stuff that I listen to and I apply it to my day-to-day. Wow. You know what I mean? So it's, you never stop learning. If you want certifications, go to the MMHA. But you can start with YouTube. You can go on Facebook. You can, like, you know, this internet is, I tell Taja all the time. When I came in the game, we used to have to go to markets and laundry rooms and put up posters. Hi, now leasing. Two bedroom. Now you come in, you open up your oh. software, you have a hundred leads or three hundred thousand leads. These people are coming to you right. because they already looked at what you have. They know this is where we want to live. Right. So just following up and closing those deals is really good. Wow. And we big on encouraging like tenant feedback. Mm-hmm. Once they move in, we like to hey, how's your new place? How's it going? You know, is it anything we can do to help? Just things like that. And um, very interactive. Yes, yes, and creating that welcoming environment. Right. Although we are like stationed at a corporate office, when you come in the lobby, I'm a big hugger, so I'm hugging my tenants. Sometimes they crying. I'm wiping their tears. It's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Let me make a couple calls. We are gonna get you straight. We do what we have to, and then providing those resources before you buy that property. Be ready. If delinquency come, how am I gonna handle it? If this, and a lot of times people have money to purchase, but they don't have the knowledge to maintain it. Right. So they hire the professional Shatia Lee like you, yeah. to come and say, hey, this is how we're going to do it. Wow. Right. And I, we have good, we had some good, I mean, this has been an amazing year for us. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it has been really great. Really? We're linking with a lot of community programs and mental health who has a great need for housing. Right. The homelessness, it's, it's a great need, you know? So finding yeah. a lot of property owners are going to these new specialized kind of programs. Mm-hmm. And a lot of property owners don't want to do the specialized programs. They're like, no. But what I've found in my time, it's guaranteed rent. I don't right. have to chase them. I don't have to argue with them. They're, they pay for their tenants to occupy your property. Wow. They call me for maintenance. And that's interesting. I mean, the question would be, in your opinion, would you rather go to, let's say, one of these small shops versus, like, Section 8? Like, what's your opinion on that? Oh, I mean, I'm... Uh, it's an increasing <laughs> demand for affordable housing, right? In right. the urban areas. So there's a need for more affordable rentals, but right now, just rents are high. Crazy high. Mm-hmm. They're crazy high. And I don't want to speak down on the low-income housing programs, but... 
it's like they're going to fail you on everything to hold the money. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but I feel like it should be you'll bust your tail trying to get this stuff together. And they're going to find something. On my portfolio now, I'm blessed that I really don't have a lot of um, low income or vouchers because, you know, it's a lot with those inspections and just staying afloat. So when you are acquiring real estate and you're going to deal with those Section 8s or mayor's office, those different programs, you got to be on your game. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? You just rented out all this stuff, your, your property research. falling apart, and you're not going to get paid. And even once you correct the abatement, they don't repay from what was held up. You lost it. Right. So you got to be ready. You got to know your asset is up and running mm -hmm. and prepared to take on that low-income housing. Or you're going to be in abatements and right. in court. And mm -hmm. I have fought so many. I won't mention companies, but I have fought so many cases. My partner now, he always laughs because I lost one case in the last three years. Wow. But he laughed at me. I lost one out of, what, 80-something? Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> I lost one collections case. But, yeah. Just... I think, no, I think what you're saying, it's, it rings true to a lot of people that feel like, like, what, you know, some of these subsidies, what are they here for? Are you here to get tenants housing, or are you here to make landlords have a tough life? Right. Like right. what, you know, like we're here to help the so people. the shades are up. Right. <laughs> Don't fail me because of that. Like, right, hey, right. I'll buy shades tomorrow. Exactly. No, you gotta have a reinspection, another hundred, right. whatever it is to, exactly. to do an inspection. Right. And then you fail twice, you then you gotta pay for a reinspection. So exactly. it's monopoly, it's real life monopoly. I'm not saying anything against it because everyone needs a home. And us as landlords and owners, we have the asset and it's sitting, we have the vacancy. Yes, this person is in need of housing. We want to help you, but we don't want the city coming back saying, oh, this is this and this is that. We well, sometimes the tenants come in and they destroy yep. and it falls back on the owner as yep. well. And then Section 8 blames you. Oh, your yeah. property's not up to owners, code. Owners cited, cite the owner. And you're like, well, we just renovated everything and they moved in and tore it up so yeah so it's just you know it's it's trial and error but i'm gonna be honest with you if you care you're going to be inspecting that property a lot often so they'll know that hey know. this owner he comes by right. i gotta keep my house straight right. you know you yep. have to show that presence you can't buy it and just disappear you gotta be there you gotta be On top there. of your game yeah Absolutely. you have to like a baby yeah, you gotta watch your dollars yeah <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep you gotta that money in your pocket. Yeah, hundred percent. You gotta know. And providing just resources and information, letting yeah. them tenants know this is the expectation. It's, wow. And and a lot of times, like Section Eight, when they're coming out, we have time to go and be proactive. We can go look and and but you do all that, and they're gonna find something. They're always gonna find. They're something. gonna always find something. So don't even beat yourself up. Don't nope. keep failing an inspection. Just keep. You gotta keep going. They say fix that, fix that. They're gonna eventually it's gonna pass. Yeah. But the goal is to pass when they on the first time. If you could, yeah. If yeah. you could. That's when you need a knowledgeable manager that has connections. Absolutely. Right. That that's where connections comes in, like you said before. You got come in. You yeah. gotta know your inspectors. Right. And you do. And I've been blessed over the years. Some inspectors used to come. They say, "Oh, you here? Oh, girl, I, I know, know you can. Yeah, I, I know, know you good. good. Well, I mean, they would okay. still do the process." But they were like, I knew I wasn't going to find nothing because I care. At WPNM, they taught us, like, even if it was a storage room, it needed to be broom clean. It should still be clean. We shouldn't have spaces in an asset that's just full of trash and junk. A, a maintenance shop. It should be neat and clean. 
So I just, certain principles from them 20-something years ago, I'm still applying them today. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's really, you know, like you said, I think having that connection and then, you know, they'll do the basic walkthrough, but they know they're not going to knit and grit on things because, like, you care, you're going to get it done, you'll take care of the tenant. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's really, really what matters. Right. That's what it's about. So... Any any last thoughts on your end? I know we, we covered a lot. And <laughs> I really appreciate you guys. Really good stuff. That was a billion dollars worth of game. Yes. Right there. Yeah. Right there. I bet you someone's going to be sitting down in their bed writing this writing stuff down. That would be That's good. good and feel free to reach out. Yeah. yeah. Replay it. Reach out. You know, every scenario is different. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm blessed over these years to dealt with fires and floods. And I mean, it's been times my kids are in the car and we... The building's on fire. You know, the Red Cross is off. I've been through some crazy stuff in property management. Oh, my God. So I don't think it's anything that I can't help with. Or can't handle. Or can't handle. Oh, I'm going to handle it. I'm going That's to good. It. That's the mindset right My there. My goal is get her done. Yeah. Get it done. I don't care what it takes. We're going to get it done. Get it done. Because everything has a solution. It Every does. problem. I tell the team, don't come with the problem. What's the solution? If you come with the solution, it's going to kill time with you explaining the problem for two hours. Just give me the solution, and then if I need to step in and finish it off, we can do that. But it's it's all about solutions. Goal-oriented. Yeah, yes. and even if you purchase a property and you realize this is a piece of crap, don't give up on it. Because you could be the one that paint, right. new light fixtures, right. uh, new carpet. You, you can just do small things to bring it up. Common areas. You know, just don't give up. Even if you have to take your time and get it up. And piece by piece, mm-hmm. it, you know, you're going to get there. Um, but I, real estate is my life. I wouldn't leave it. I'm not a realtor. I don't believe in selling real estate. I, th- I like to buy and hold. I'm a buy and holder. Buy and hold. I buy and hold. And a lot of people teach me how to flip. If I knew, I would show you. I don't do that. <laughs> if you want to buy and hold, I'm your girl. Exactly. I'll show you how to take that baby and hold that baby right. until it's off and to college. And groom that baby to the best of its ability. Right. I, I'm on the same page there. Yeah. yeah. You got you to gotta keep your assets. And I, I really appreciate you guys coming down. I know, Thank as you. usual, there was probably traffic. You know, we, we oh, talked about always. That. It's okay. Baltimore City, what are you going to do, oh, yeah, right? Do? <laughs> buy it up. That's all you need to do is buy it. Exactly. <laughs> buy it up. Buy, buy it, it up. up. Yeah. Awesome, guys. Well, if anyone has any other questions, reach out to me directly at 410-498-5408. I'd love to hear what questions you have. Yeah. I'm in touch with Shatia, and I can make sure that we get you the answers that you need. Again, thank you so much for joining. Please subscribe for the next episodes, yeah. and let, let's really make something happen here. Have a good one, guys. Yeah. Thank you.